0: Welcome
1: everybody to another episode of the business boys episode four eight forty eight coming at you i'm pretty fired up today i had enough caffeine to fucking get a course all jacked up uh spence is with me as always how you doing also
0: fired up uh after my lackluster performance last week been <laughs> chugging straight black coffee all day um you were just telling me about something interesting that you do with your guru, so I do want to hear more about it, and uh, yes. I'm sure the people do too.
1: Yes. So, uh, I, well, it's not with my gurus. I did have to light the gurus today, um, but I started adding. So, I'm not really a coffee drinker, but my girlfriend is. So sometimes, if we both, you know, work from home, she'll she'll get some. She brought some instant vanilla coffee. So I started adding Ooh. instant vanilla coffee to my oatmeal, my morning oatmeal. And by golly, it's, it's a power oatmeal. It's got coffee in it. It's got peanut butter, honey, cinnamon. <sighs> Gets you okay, fired so up for the you, day.
0: You're adding just the straight coffee beans or you're making the coffee then adding it?
1: Oh, I'm adding just the straight like instant. It's, they're not beans. They're like little fucking like, you know, it's like ground coffee. But yeah, you just add that into the oatmeal and then you add the water and it all mixes in. Oh, that's uh, that'll give you a real kick. Oh, yeah. It's perfect, man. Start my mornings off right. Yeah.
0: I literally am at the stage of my life where I can't survive the coffee it's uh it's insane like I get up I'm just like a zombie I have my coffee and I'm ready to go it's a hell of a drug
1: that <laughs> it is speaking of speaking of drugs <laughs> oh boy I was uh I, I've been you know I've honestly I've, since I went to the concert I've been non-stop ripping the offspring and then like I started getting into like some other music on like the offspring playlist today I was wondering to myself like who like if you're throwing a party who's your top five musicians slash like bands like you know we'll be loose with it that you would invite to your party
0: yeah I mean I spent uh, way too much time making this list I had about 12 names I was trying to narrow them down pick some ones that i i didn't think you would pick and it's tough right because do you really want the people like strung out on heroin at your party you know or do you just want the guys doing like happy drugs kind of and and or or the boozers so um i got my list here i think we might have a bit of crossover but in no particular order i also have some sleeper picks you know (sighs) So I got David Lee Roth on my list. Oh, he lights the menorah. <laughs> uh, original lead singer of Van Halen. Just an absolute beauty. Um, seems like just the, cool, the coolest guy at every party he goes to. Great flow, great blonde hair. By the way, I cut my hair. Um, then number two is going to surprise you. I, I went with Brian Wilson from the Beach Boys. Now, Ooh. he's a weird fucking guy. Like, super shy... I was watching a documentary on him. He put a sand. He put sand in his house so he could put his piano in the sand and write music because that's how he got like better vibes. He also had a teepee, like a little tent, in his house. It's called the drug tent. And uh, he awesome. was more, he was more on the LSD and just marijuana. But uh, I would go on a party with him just to like hang out with them because seems like a he's like a really intelligent guy, like a straight artist man. Like he just wants to like experiment with different musical instruments and i kind of like people like that the outcast the introvert so uh i'll get brian wilson um then i'd invite two bands i would invite two of my favorite bands the rolling stones uh keith richards forget their um early i think guitarist who passed away because of too much lsd but uh yeah you gotta get the stones to the party um led zeppelin gotta be at the party John Bonham, if you want to go on a huge uh, um, alcohol bender. I read a story like he was at a a pub in London. And um, the bar was closing down. It was last call like 3 a.m. And he he wasn't ready to go home yet. So he just bought the bar to keep it open. (laughs)
1: That's amazing.
0: And then uh, I'll try to pick one maybe you didn't pick. So my fifth, I'll go with Neil Young.
1: Oh, to be honest, yeah. I have
0: none of those. Oh, perfect. Because it was between, uh, I had quite a few. Uh, Jerry Garcia from uh, Grateful Dead on there. Keith Moon, drummer from The Who, a little bit too crazy. Jimi Hendrix, I'd probably die from an overdose. Motley Crue, same. But uh, the one I thought you might pick is the band, uh, Rick Danko and Robbie. So yeah, part I, of I opted for Neil. Ah, uh, okay. So um, honorable shout out to those and... Uh, yeah, I think that would be a heck of a party. A lot of different uh, personalities, a lot of different uh, different atmospheres going on in the room, and uh, I'm sure I'd have a good time.
1: Nice. So the one we had one crossover, one that you mentioned was, of course, Motley Crue. Um, thought that'd be a good mix of like good mix of uh, mix into the party. All of them there. Um, ones you didn't did not have uh, George Thorogood.
0: Oh, that's a great one.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah all his songs great are about one.
0: drinking. He um, loves the booze. He was great. I, I saw him live. He was excellent.
1: Um, I got. I can't believe you didn't put this one, but Anthony Kiedis and Red Hot Chili Peppers.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, like I said, with the heroin and, yeah. and uh, you know, I, anyways.
1: But there's guaranteed to be chicks at your party if Anthony Kiedis is there. So,
0: I could, Dude, there's going to be chicks at the party with any of these people.
1: Then I got uh, my last two little kind of sleeper picks. Uh, Janice got a a party up with Janice Joplin. She was a heavy partier. And a little off our usual topic of the classic rock, I went with Dre and Snoop. You need need Dre and Snoop at your party, man. I like that. Bring your green hat.
0: Yeah, just rolling L's and passing them around. (laughs) Uh, That's a good one. Uh, Great list. Yeah.
1: Are you uh are you drinking anything today? Speaking of partying?
0: No, just uh just H two O. Actually last couple of times I've uh drank beer, I've been throwing up in the morning, like just have a couple of beers, so um, I don't know, uh, if, you know, it's just not going down right now. My stomach's, maybe, maybe I'm, uh, I've drank too much beer in college or something.
1: Maybe you should see a fucking doctor.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's been, uh, it's only, it's been about seven, eight years, you know, so it's probably due for a doctor visit as well as the dentist, yeah. as my mother likes to remind me. But yeah, no, it's, uh, I've been fine ever since. Uh, so, and I, according to Google, you know, it's happened to a lot of other people, so, I'm just taking it easy on the alcohol right now and haven't really been drinking at all besides like a glass of wine at events or or something. And uh, quite frankly, I feel fantastic.
1: Well, that's what it's all about, feeling great. I'm feeling fantastic with the last bit of uh, moonshine I brought back from Greece. So uh, cheers to that.
0: You know who doesn't look like they're feeling fantastic? Is the chick in the Peloton commercials who literally looks like she's being tortured on this bike? <laughs> I don't know if you've seen if you've seen the uh, ads I, for Peloton.
1: I, I went and I, I saw I saw that you mentioned that that Tal Bachman is a feature in this in the commercial, so I have to go check it out.
0: Yeah, that's kind of a random choice of song to play. That uh, what was it, like late '90s, like pop song about a girl.
1: Yeah, but a that beautiful sense. girl. I, I, I personally. I'll let you rant, and then I'll, I'll confirm as to why I like the commercial.
0: Okay. Um, well, first of all, if you haven't seen the commercials, it's surprising because they're all over YouTube. I think if you're watching the NFL, there's a lot of commercials during, during the games for the Peloton. So they're spending that IPO money on uh, bold commercials, shall we say. All right, here's my thing. The stock's been like rallying like crazy. They have plans of introducing a cheaper bike. They want to do a treadmill and a rowing machine. I know you're a big fan of the rowing machine or you used to be at least.
1: Yeah, I like it. I mean, but right now I'm all, all into the spinning.
0: Okay, yeah. So I don't really get how you do a treadmill or rowing machine
1: classes. You know what I mean? Um, well, rowing machine, I'm, I'm a bit confused because I can only last like 10 minutes on that thing. Um, but it's like, you know, probably like upping the, like how quick you're going, the, you can probably be able like, they'll probably create one that like you can change the resistance and shit like that. Take breaks. Um, treadmill, there's actually a lot, um, there's like a little trend. It's very little, um, of people doing treadmill classes where you actually like do different shit. So like you'll, it's, you're not just running, you'll like slow it down and do like, I don't know, like maybe or jumps. Uh, you'll get oh, off okay, the treadmill, cool. do like some weights quickly, like some jumping yaks and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, I, I'm assuming it's not just going to be running or just rowing. They'll, they'll incorporate some other shit into that. There's like running sideways or like, you know, like Ooh. some people do like they'll like lift their leg a certain way or I don't know. I've seen some people doing some weird shit, but yeah.
0: Anyways, my, I have no problem with the product. I think anyone who wants to get in shape and take care of their body is, is a lot better. Better person than I am because I'm a lazy fuck. My problem is just to do with the stock valuation and the recent rally. And I really have a hard time understanding where the competitive advantage of the company lies. Like, it's not revolutionary product or technology, it's an exercise machine with an iPad on it and like classes. And for it to be valued almost double what Planet Fitness is valued, which has I believe 859 gyms mostly in the u.s but also in canada and there's a few in toronto here like it just seems a little crazy to me man like i guess the the valuation is friendly because yeah it has a subscription model right people are paying 40 bucks a month to use it after buying it which is always good for for a company but gyms have that too it's always been a subscription model I don't see why any other company couldn't really replicate it. Maybe they don't want to. Um, and I feel like, and I could be wrong on this. I'm not an, ec- an expert in exercising. Like if if money gets tight, would you get rid of your Peloton like 40 bucks a month membership before Netflix or something? I don't know. I think people would rather keep Netflix. Be like, I've got enough classes, I found some on YouTube, like I can just, you know, use it that way. So uh, for me, the valuation seems insane. Um, I like the company, what they're doing. I like their message, but, and I'm not saying it's an Uber or WeWork situation, but uh, you'd have to be crazy to buy the stock at this level. And Planet, it should not be valued more than Planet Fitness and uh, so it's around 35 36 bucks a share. I guess we'll see where it's at in 6 months. Uh, I'm wrong all the time. It could be wrong here. But yeah, I just I'm a little like what is the upside of this company, you know? Like what is the long-term business upside here? And I'm just not really seeing it or able to see it.
1: All right. So I'm I'm this is a, a disagreement not coming from a numbers standpoint again. The valuation it's fucking high like from from what just like the basic number comparing it to planet fitness but again i'm no, i'm no numbers guy um uh, just coming from it from like uh is there a market for it like 100 percent, absolutely and where i see it as like F- planet fitness you see it as like okay there's a I've limited an am- amount of locations it reaches a certain amount of people like it's it's completely different markets like when you look at when you look at Peloton, it's not for your your like the person who has a, like an apartment building, you know. It's like for very very high end customers, and there's a there's a huge market for it. Like, dude, I went to a charity spin class on Sunday. Shout out Mike Bellows, raised seven hundred bucks. Um, but it was at a gym in uh, Westmount. It's called. Um, it's not even called the gym. It's called Victoria Park Health Club. It's two hundred fifty bucks a month membership, bro. There is a fucking TV with couches in the locker room. I was watching football while I was getting changed.
0: Yeah, there, a lot uh, they of have gyms have that, classes,
1: man. and they offer like a lot of classes. But the, it's like you know they have like the full sauna. They have they have like you. Can, there's like a personal chef downstairs who can meal prep and meal plan for you. Like he'll cook you your meals. You come pick him up at the gym in the morning. Like health is just like it's just the trend right now. Um, so I, I think if you can. And, and as we get busier and busier, if you make a... Okay, fine, it's fucking $4,000, ridiculous. I'm sure they'll find a way to make it cheaper. But once you get it, a $40 a month subscription to a spinning class is nothing. Because like you can join a spinning gym, and those things are like 120 bucks a month, and all you're doing is spinning. So if you can wake up in the morning, have an amazing 40, 45-minute workout, like that, that's worth so much to so many people. Another thing that's great about spinning, and I know this from first-hand experience... Is it's, it's a, like non-impact, like you can be a hundred years old or you can be 10 years old or 30 years old and have an amazing workout without fucking up your knees and your feet. um You know, you're working out your legs, biggest muscle in your body. It's like, I, I think it's a great fit. I think people might start putting them in offices. I think people might start putting them, you know, in, in homes and apartment buildings and, and shit like there, that there is quite a
0: few of them in uh, like condo buildings. will buy one or two of them for the condo gyms. Yeah, I've been reading that.
1: So um, from a, is there a need stand of view? I think like, yeah, like I think there's a fucking massive market for it and people will pay for that shit. Um, The next thing would be like their advertising. I I, like the reason I like this commercial and I'll try not to get all too into it because we're talking about it a lot here. But there's there's a a book um, that I was given again, shout out Mike Bellows. It's called building a, a story brand. It's got, by this guy, Donald Miller. He's a marketer. Um, essentially the whole premise of the book is you have to make your customer the the hero of your story, right? So you don't want to talk about your product. You want to, you like, your customer is the hero and how you're just helping them with a little piece of their life, you know? So I think that commercial it's marketed, you know, very much towards women. If you can find like a, a, a workout, like a gym or whatever that both the female and the male in the relationship are super into, like, boom, investment right there. Like, they'll get it, right? Um, It's a way to work out for, for a woman. It's a way to work out at home, have a great workout, and not feel, like, all, like, judged at the gym and shit like that. Um, so I think when they show the woman and she's got her kid and she's still working out she's like she can like I like visualize her ideal life you know and then the song is about a girl like she's so high above me you know I think it just uh, I think they 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 play that really well I think their advertising is awesome so just from uh, like do I think the company is gonna be successful I think yeah absolutely Uh, whether it's the the valuation or not that's a, a bit outside my realm though
0: yeah, I definitely don't think it's it's going to be, like, as bad as Bowflex was. You know, remember, uh, good old Bowflex? Yeah. Because that monthly
1: subscription does help. But,
0: uh, I don't know, like,
1: I like... And if you think of I, Bowflex, it's, it's A, it's, like, very doodly. Like, you know, you remember, like, the commercials for Bowflex? It's like, get fucking jacked in your apartment! And it's, like, a big, ugly machine. Like, it's, like a, like, that, it's, like, a small, nice bike, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I don't like, like I said, it was really, it's really just like a, a long-term business picture. Yeah. Where I don't know, man. Like I, I have a tough time uh, really seeing it as like an essential product or service. But like I said, I'm, I'm not really uh, one to work out or that. And um, yeah, but uh, I mean, like I said, it's, it's, I'm all four people trying to get in shape. And be healthier I guess we can we can market here and uh, check it back in a few months and see what's up but it's there's no question they're going hard uh, hard into advertising right now oh yeah that and they're what spending I, that marketing money
1: what I like the most about it is it's definitely going to take like you know those people who don't work out and then come January they do their New Year's resolution and they fill up the gym for like a month and a half and piss me the fuck off they can just go buy a peloton now and leave me the fuck alone
0: yeah yeah it's true but like is it is that are those people gonna keep paying like do they do three months and then just cancel the subscription right
1: uh i don't know i don't think i think once you have one you keep the like i i can't see them losing customers at 40 bucks a month if you if you make enough money that you're gonna buy a four thousand dollar bike i think that forty dollars a month comes a little bit obsolete after a while once you're into it like you really have to hate the service to stop paying it
0: yeah Okay, so let's uh, let's mark that that one down. We'll check it back in yeah. uh, in a few months. But um, yeah, I'm sure you'll you guys will end up seeing a, a good old Peloton commercial this holiday season. And like uh, men out there, like unless you're chick, like asked for it. Like maybe don't like buy her one and like imply something, you know. <laughs> and, and vice versa. And vice versa. It's like, what are you getting at here? Um, been, speaking of four
1: thousand bucks, so you can shape up.
0: i feel like you must be able to finance it or something right yeah for sure speaking of something that's more up my alley um google stadia launched uh to some mixed criticism i know you were all over that so i'll kind of kind of let you kick it off
1: yeah so yeah i heard i mean the, the the initial reviews were that it was lagging a lot that it was slow like some games are borderline unplayable So the guy who, like, I read, I essentially read, like, I saw some headlines and read an article. And then the guy who wrote that article I read actually posted another one yesterday um, saying that, like, they've improved a lot of it. It's still, like, very low resolution. Uh, It's not the greatest. Sometimes it lags. But, like, it's nice to see that there's some improvements on it. But um, from what I understand, like, it's, like, pretty dead in terms of how many, like, users are on it. Um, But... People are still into it because the overall business model is pretty promising. But the guys just been saying like they need more like cross-platform games. Like like uh, like they don't have what do you call it there? Fortnite. Um, Fortnite. So like you need stuff you can play on your phone and then you can play on your computer and then you can play on your you know your console. So it'll be it'll be interesting to see how how it, like I like it. It sounds good. It it honestly doesn't sound like it's for the elite gamer. It sounds like it's more for like a casual gamer. Um, Someone
0: but, maybe wants to play on their ph- uh, via, like with their phone or their iPad as the display, you know.
1: Yeah, exactly. But it's cool. Like I, we had talked about it before. Essentially, you you have to buy a controller, but then it like somehow hooks up to your your phone. So you're just using a controller and your phone's, like cl- covered yeah, it above it. Cloud
0: if you, via the cloud. Yeah. Right. Cloud based gaming, and I, so I think I read there was like 22 games at launch, which. Uh, seems like a lot to me or you, but for, like, hardcore gamers, that's not enough. And Red Dead Redemption 2 and, uh, like, Destiny 2 or whatever. They added,
1: they added, like, 2K the other day.
0: Oh, damn. Now I might buy one. Um, I think a couple things. Like, one, I do think cloud, uh, cloud-based gaming is the future or the near future, especially with 5G rolling out. But... <laughs> Maybe I could be wrong here. Like, remember when Microsoft got into gaming? They launched the the first Xbox. It was huge controllers. They launched the Xbox and they launched... It sounded like you said Sexbox. I did. And they launched Halo. <laughs> Halo, Fusion, Fusion Frenzy. Like, some games that were only on the Xbox. And Halo was a massive hit. I think the first Halo is still, to this day, one of my favorite games. And... I had the original Xbox. I love that system. I know you used to be an Xbox guy, uh, mostly because you got big mitts. So you like the bigger controller. Is like, and that really kind of cemented Microsoft and gaming. It's like, oh, they didn't just make a console. Like they made some dope ass games with it. Like they're to be taken seriously. Is it maybe a mistake that they're not trying to launch like, propri- uh, like a one or two proprietary sick games with it?
1: um i don't know i don't know um i think that if they start going into games it's like a completely different vertical well they got the fucking money (laughs) they do have the money they do have the money but it's like they have to make sure it fucking works first right
0: yeah and i and i get that but it seems like a market that's very the, um, the gamers are very loyal to certain brands like there's people who love nintendo and those games and that console, there's diehard Sony, there's diehard Xbox fans. Yeah. Really now, like a lot of the games on um, Microsoft and Xbox, you can pretty much play on the other system. But yeah, I don't know. Like, I know uh, Microsoft, I think it's called xCloud. I feel like that's launched or it's launching soon. PlayStation has PS Now. You can play like most, a lot of games on that. I just, I'm wondering if people are going to break their, uh allegiances to to microsoft or uh playstation if they come out with a similar service and switch over to google
1: yeah well the way like the like the way that google looks is that like it should be games that you can play like on a lot of different shit like it shouldn't like i don't think they'll have like the like the exclusive games maybe they will i don't know um didn't look too too much into it but I, it'll be, they, they have so much room to, to wiggle and do whatever they want, and they're fucking Google, right? But I mean, if they're going to
0: do with no proprietary games, you have to get like Fortnite on it. you got to get the, the big dogs, too. Yeah,
1: absolutely.
0: Um, yeah. yeah, Google, man, they just never really hit it off in the hardware category. I'm, again, a little skeptical they will here. Uh, I mean, that you look at their financial statements it's that other bets segment really hasn't taken off but i guess like the peloton one we've got to kind of wait and see because from everything i've read about it it's they know it's a very limited category at launch and they're planning to release a lot more so i don't want to be too harsh on it now i'm just i'm very skeptical that People would ditch if Microsoft and PlayStation come out with a similar one. I'm kind of skeptical they would ditch those two companies for uh, Google.
1: Yeah, I see what you mean. Um,
0: yeah, maybe, maybe a, a few quick hitters. Like, uh, did you do any Black Friday
1: shopping? Oh, of course. I'm like pretty much done my Christmas shopping already. It's fucking awesome.
0: Oh yeah. And uh, how did you shop? Did you hit up the old malls or?
1: I got well. I got myself a winter jacket. It was a nice forty oh, percent nice. off, hundred dollar jacket. It's fucking warm. I haven't had a winter jacket since like my Tampa Bay Buccaneers winter jacket from back in the day. <laughs> um, and then I got some Christmas gifts. Waited till Cyber Monday for another one, but unfortunately, what I wanted was not on sale. But yeah, I got some got some good gifts. How about you? Did you shop shop the sales?
0: I did not buy anything. Nope. But uh, I did check out all the sales and, of course, which was tracking the uh, numbers behind them. Um, so once again, uh, obviously, I guess, online sales were king, growing just under 20% from last year and slowly creeping up, you know, a couple percent or two every year for total sales, uh, moving more towards online. But I did still hear that malls were pretty packed. I saw some crazy videos, uh, which was funny uh tvs were flying you know what kind of pissing me off with amazon's black Friday is like it's really just like all the amazon products that's uh, on sale right yeah uh, so um but yeah um pretty good pretty healthy shopping season the consumer remains the strong point in the economy and uh yeah we're done with black friday so now it's on to christmas um uber lost its license to operate in london which is a pretty big blow to the company. It's 45,000 drivers there. I'm not sure if... I think they're still operating right now. They got like a grace period where they're trying to rebuke the... uh Rebuke? Rebut? The whatever. The uh decision by the law. The law. The long dick of the law that laid down the law on Uber. And like this is happening more and more to Uber. I know in Vancouver, I believe, it's not allowed in Canada. In uh, Israel, I believe it's not allowed. I could be wrong. I don't think they're... They have a license in china um man it's just like they're just battling those lawyers are working overtime right now and uh i mean as much as i ripped the like company and the valuation it would kind of suck if uh, uber and lyft were to be banned here and i had to use cabs again
1: oh bro i like you know i i like i've have I've, I've, I've said like ah you know i, I like supporting <laughs> i like supporting local and like you know i love doing that shit but like I fucking hate cabs, man. The, the like it's like it's the comparatively it is the worst service of all services. Like they treat you like shit. They never know where the fuck they're going. You can't pay credit. Like they hate when you pay credit. And it's like can't track them on your phone. You can't track them. You, you, like it's like fuck. Like the only time I ever you use a cab if it's like surging by like at 2, you know, on the Uber, but like fuck, man. Like it's like why don't like you're a, you're a cab driver like you drive for a living have ways on your phone for fuck's sake. Like I'm like, "Uh, yeah, like where are you going?" Like, "Give him my address." And he's like, "Cool. Like where so which way do I go?" And it's like, "Bro, just like I'll give you the address and like like uh, like the computer will tell you the most optimized route with current traffic." Like, "Why would you li- like what?"
0: <laughs> yeah, it's uh and I'm really surprised, like, the cab companies haven't done anything to make their p- service better since the introduction of Uber and Lyft. Unless yeah. I'm – I could be wrong because I haven't taken a cab in a while. But it's like, fuck, maybe when they come, like, I don't know, make an app or something.
1: Yeah, you know? or, or don't even make an app. Just use the ones that are already fucking there, like, you know?
0: Yeah, that's true too.
1: Uh, and you call, you call to, like, book a cab and they're, like, a fucking asshole to you and it's like – Yo, I want to use your service. <laughs> like, Christ.
0: Yeah, it's 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 not it's not very pleasant put it that way. No. We had some quick hitter, quick hitting, uh, lots of mergers kind of happen. Uh, eBay sold StubHub for four billion, and I forget who they sold it to. I think it was some British ticketing company. Now, uh, four billion seems like a pretty penny for StubHub but good for eBay uh, cash in on that they're under some activist pressure to sell off uh the uh, sell off some business units use that cash to uh probably pay back shareholders so uh, rumors that they might be selling their classified sections which like would include Kijiji and in that for 10 billion wow
1: so the the who the person the company that bought StubHub is called Via Gogo oh,
0: great name <laughs> Are they British? Does it, do you have that information there? It was, uh, Not that it really it matters. sold to Viagogo for a billion. Yeah. We had Charles Schwab buying TD Ameritrade to create a brokerage giant. Uh, Louis Vuitton, parent company, buying Tiffany. I think it was $16.5 billion. Create a high-end fashion gigantor. Uh, xerox trying to buy hp which is a weird merger because hp is a, a much bigger company little guy eating the big guy always cracks me up when those mergers happen carl Icon, of course uh, in the driver's seat at xerox when he wants to get a deal done he gets it done guy's just a boss and uh we got to see elon musk throw a rock and break a window and uh what many people uh were very confused at at uh Anyways, Tesla unveiled this, this Cybertruck. to, uh, I would say mixed at best, uh, reaction, uh, reception looks very, very weird, man. I, I had mixed feelings, you know, I think we're, we're both pretty, uh, positive on the company long-term, but we're also, uh, you know, we, we'll call them out if they need to be. And, uh. So I think it'd be good to get our opinion because obviously like people against the company are like, this is the biggest piece of shit ever. And people who are obsessed with it are like, this is the future. I'm kind of in the middle. Like it's grown on me, but mainly because I think it'd be badass to be like flying down the street in that beast. But then, like, I don't know. I think my, like, my girlfriend hates it. Like, I think she would kill me if I bought one. Oh, yeah. Um, like,
1: like I saw it, and I was like, what the fuck is this Halo yeah, fucking rocket launcher like, of a fucking truck? Like, I
0: was like, yo, can I have the drugs you're taking? Because, <laughs> like,
1: <laughs> so, it looks ridiculous. But. Yes. And I'm like, who's going to buy this thing? But if I saw one on the road, I would fucking want one. <laughs> and I would be so jealous of the person driving it, and I'd be like, "Yo, what the fuck is that sick car?"
0: I think it'll come down to a lot like the performance of it um a lot of uh, people who buy trucks like they you know they're not like me and you they're just going from point A to b they actually have like they need their truck to like tow stuff and shit, yeah, so if it could do it better than all the other ones, then it will have certain appeal and I do think it's gonna sell pretty well um, like if
1: you if you work in construction. And you roll up in that bad boy. Like, you look pretty uh, high tech, you know?
0: Yeah, but you're also going to get people being like, what the fuck is this? (laughs) It honestly reminds me of, like, Will Smith's car in iRobot. (laughs) That's what a, like, year 3000. That's what it looks like. But, you know, I'm not an engineer. But from what I understand, like, engineers are very impressed with uh, how it's been put together, shall we say
1: nice
0: yeah and uh disney 2019 dominance continues frozen 2 just made like 10 trillion dollars i mean what a freaking year man like they've had like six just absolute box office bonanzas you launch disney plus i think they launched like a star wars theme park in there too right in la or maybe it's not in la somewhere in california i believe and uh Man, I mean, the the stock, like, analysts have been so pessimistic, not pessimistic, they've just been so conservative on, like, Disney Plus' potential, the company, I just don't understand it, like, it was such an easy stock to buy at the beginning of the year, I'm happy because I owned it, but, um, man, it, it's it's really, like, when you think of Disney, it's such an old company, and for a while there, a few years ago, it kind of lost its its lust a bit, but it's just firing on all freaking cylinders now, and... Uh, hopefully they would bring some more Fox content to Disney Plus and keep up in the content. And uh, yeah, I, I, I mean it's pretty it's pretty freaking um, impressive with what they can do.
1: You know, you, you like overlook when you think of like Disney Plus, like it's like they have like their their movies, right? Whatever, but like you forget that like kids will literally watch the same movie like eighteen times in a week. Yeah. Like kind of like exactly. we did when we watched Grandma's boy when we first started smoking weed, you know? <laughs> <laughs> like 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 I, I know like some parents and they're like, "Bro, my son has watched Moana like 10 times." Yeah. Like that's all yeah. he fucking wants to watch.
0: Like for me and you and for other adults, like I'm enjoying uh, Disney Plus. I love The Mandalorian. I've been watching Star Wars and Simpsons and all that, but I I completely think now that, like, really, just by the lack of Fox shows, which it might change, like, they had a goal at launch, and it was to capture that younger market. And by younger, I mean, like, kids. Yeah. Which is, you know, maybe smart, you know? Like, let's not maybe go, like, right away head-to-head directly with Netflix um, and try to do, like, PG-13 R-rated stuff. Let's just, like, curate it to the G-content. Uh, If you have a couple of young kids, you're for sure going to buy it. They're going to love it, and yeah, it was probably a smart move.
1: Nice, you're loving the Mandalorian, eh?
0: I actually don't think it's amazing. I think it's just average. But I'm such a Star Wars suck, you know, that I'm going to watch it and like it.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's up to you. So. We've been putting this topic off for a few weeks now. It's on there every week. I know you want to talk about it. I don't know if you want to talk about it today, but food a little food delivery. I'm getting a little hungry myself. That's why I brought it up.
0: Yeah, so we, we actually did talk about this on the Lost Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and we have been putting it off. I think we're like pretty far in, so maybe we can put it off for one more week. But, one more week. You know, we want to talk about i guess kind of the shit show that's going on with some of these adult uh, deli- food delivery companies just getting reporting terrible results like grubhub and uber eats just eating into the just sorry not even eating and just adding up even more losses for the company um so yeah we'll 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 save that for next week because i could go on for uh, multiple minutes on it but You know, it has been a while since we picked a football game, so why don't we pick the Thursday night game and then get out of here?
1: All right, sounds good.
0: Who's playing? Dallas against someone.
1: Yeah,
0: I'm going to have to bring this up here, buddy. All right.
1: Cool. While you bring that up, I, ladies and gentlemen, will be in Tampa Bay this glorious weekend with my buddy John Gagne, watching my Tampa Bay Buccaneers kick the living shit out of his Indianapolis Colts. I'm playing Spencer's bro in one league. Got Jameis, got Mike Evans in my dynasty league. I got Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. And then I'm playing Spence in. This other league, and I'm gonna get my shit cleaned, <laughs> rightfully so. But hey, I don't know.
0: I, I mean, I'm the number one C in that league, and you're the eighth. But I was looking at my matchups, and it's not very friendly. So I'm a little nervous there.
1: So okay, I'm missing, it, I'm missing Marlon Mack. I'm missing T.Y. Hilton, and I'm missing my stud Austin Hooper. Ah, uh, Hoopa. Or you might be back.
0: All right, it is the Dallas Cowboys visiting the Chicago Bears, and the Cowboys are favored by two and a half.
1: It's that's it's a tough one because I think I like at this point in the season, I was expecting so much more from both of those teams, and they're both so disappointing right now,
0: yeah, especially the Bears. actually they're both six and six somehow. Even though the Cowboys have looked way better,
1: I'll take I'll take the boys to cover.
0: I'm gonna take them too. I can't pick the fucking Bears. Come on, I'm a <laughs> Packers fan. It look sure, it is a no tough sure. place to play in Chicago, but better. Okay, so
1: then I'll take I'll take Chicago. Then
0: all right, sounds good to me. Yeah, two and a half, pretty much field goal game. I mean, the Cowboys. There, what did they lose? They lost to in. Uh, at home versus buffalo they gotta win this game right like, yeah they it's have a huge to. game for them uh yeah man that was that was a good chat good yeah. chatting with you yeah I- it was
1: a good pod save save your fucking side of things this time why don't you
0: i will i will save it then uh <laughs> by the way it's getting it's getting cold and it's getting dark but that's okay because it's homemade soup season oh. a big fat leek and potato last week girlfriend made a homemade chicken noodle i'm on cloud wow. nine
1: I had a habitat pea soup with ham. I ate it in like maybe two and a half minutes. And <laughs> my stomach was killing me for the next hour. Like like, in what world do you put that much liquid in your stomach? <laughs> uh, whatever. It's all right, I'm, I'm done. Get
0: us out of here.
1: Take all me right. home. From all of us here at The Business Boys, thanks for tuning in to another episode. Y'all loyal as fuck. Episode 48, Dunzo. Check ya later.
0: Peace out.